How long have we been doing this podcast? Five weeks? Two days? Help me to recollect. <laughs> Why just spill your beans? <laughs> Why just spill your beans? What? 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 I don't know what comes next. I'm sorry. They just say what? Back oh, yeah. and forth. Like, what? 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 Ah. what? what? Like, we're drinking. Yeah, we got our glass of uh, lighter fluid here. Cheers to lighter fluid. Cheers. Yeah. A kerosene. Kerosene. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Kerosene, yeah. Oh, by the way, probably should preface this. Uh, spoilers for the movie The Lighthouse. Yes. Throughout we... this whole thing. Yes. So if you have not seen The Lighthouse, don't listen to this episode of Bonus Grounds for... G3D. Discussing. <laughs> I think bonus grounds works, right? Yeah, bo- bonus grounds does work. These little impromptu discussions of some yes. cool stuff John and I like to do outside of the podcast. Yeah, and we'll we'll try and keep it coming right back around music a little bit here too yeah. as well. I think. Yeah. You know, it's just a kind of like a a fireside chat. Yeah. To steal a quote from uh, good buddies over at Paper Keg. Paper Keg. Yeah. Good uh, po- comics podcast uh, mm. that I listen to. They actually do a lot more than comics. Re- really like those guys a lot, but that's what they would call it a fireside chat. At fireside the end. chat. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, got to give proper credit where proper credit is due. True. And it looks like you have a, uh, your phone background's the lighthouse. So, yes, sir. I, I, if I had to infer, you are a fan of this movie. Very much so. Hey, me too. <laughs> I am so glad to see, to hear you say that. Because quite honestly, like, I was just blown away by this movie. Yeah, John and I saw it about two weeks ago, and wow. It was like the Shining and Eraserhead had a baby. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A deformed alien baby. <laughs> I'd say there's even, like, a bit of an absurdist play in this, too, too, as well. Like, oh, for sure. Just, yeah, it's there's dialogue that almost could translate to a two, uh, two-person play yeah. that you could see. It would it would actually really work well as a play too. I think if you were to get like the right actors from a play sense. Yeah, definitely small in scale. You know. So, oh yeah. So I'd be interested to see it in a play too. That'd be cool. I was so pumped for this movie prior to coming out. I remember when the first trailer had dropped. I was like, "This is exactly the kind of movie that I'm all about." It's in black and white. You don't know exactly what's going to happen in it. You don't. You got powerhouse performances from your two leads in this. It's like a um, psychological horror that doesn't rely on any jump scares, which I'm so thankful about. Yeah. Terrible jump scares. There's like a couple little like quick flashes, but there's nothing like, you know, like, like it. Yeah. The movie no. it was, you know, every jump scare every five seconds. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just one of those kind of films that like, I understand why someone would say it's not for everybody, but honestly, I think even the people who I've heard aren't into it still at least appreciate the craft behind it yeah shot in on site black and white 33 35 millimeter oh yeah it it's a gorgeous film to yeah. look at beautiful cinematography really well done lighting too as well like the lighting in it is just fantastic absolutely fantastic there's just certain things that the director uh robert eggers 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 yeah does that just nobody else is doing in film right now so, and I know that his previous film, The Witch, you know, I've talked to some people who were a fan, some people who weren't. I'm a fan. I'm not, you, I've not seen it yet. You should see it. Yeah, it's on my it. list. Much different film than than this one, I feel like, but 
I really appreciate his craft and I really, really appreciate what he brings as a filmmaker here. I, I think he's just quickly becoming one of my favorite filmmakers. And this is one of those kind of films that just, I don't know, just like I said, it hit every single chord for me. It really did. Like, and, and I guess we'll kind of start getting into spoilers it, it, it here. It pleased the hipster soul inside of me. <laughs> it did, but yeah. it's like, I love movies that can take their time a little bit. Like, the beginning's a little bit of a slow burn. Yeah, but, but like, it, it definitely leads up to what's going to happen, and you kind of need all that background. So when they do eventually lose their minds, it's justified, and it's worth it, and you get to really fully experience the madness. Oh, yeah. It's mainly Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. Uh, there's one other character, a mermaid. Yeah. Uh, but she doesn't have any lines. It's kind of screams. Yeah. It's like a siren scream almost kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's one of those things where you're witnessing these two wikis, these two lighthouse keepers, just really just start going at each other at, at, at one point. Well, because of bad luck. You know? Bad luck. You know, it's all Robert Pattinson's fault for uh, killing the seagull. And when he does, that's when the film is just like, oh, well, shit. Well, it's funny it's because, you know, Willem Dafoe's now. like, I don't kill the seagulls or don't don't kill a seagull. Bad luck. It's the souls of sailors. And then, like, yep, the seagull only has one eye, so it's important. And then Robert Pattinson just, like, beats it like you would chicken parmesan, you know, like making it flat. You are right. I totally missed about the one eye. Yeah. You know what else is really smart about this film? It has some great... Um, foreshadowing too oh yeah for sure and like you know when he because they tease this killing of the bird so much but you know when he kills it you're just like okay now something bad's gonna happen and then you know the the wind changes direction yeah. and it's like uh oh the storm we go. comes in yep well he even talks about like you know like oh you know why did you decide to become a wiki it was because you got fired from your last job because you were ill-tempered with an axe right <laughs> yep. so yeah, there's like lots of great lines like that. I, you know, like the, the script in general just has plenty of really like. It's funny. Lines. Yeah, it's funny too. Like there's just a scene where like Willem Dafoe is like asking Robert Pattinson what he thinks about his cooking. And he's like, oh, it's okay. And then basically Willem Dafoe just says, I hope Neptune like murders you. And yeah. He basically explains how he's going to die at the end of the movie. And yeah. Robert, after like two minutes, Robert Pattinson's like, Oh, okay, man. I like your cooking. <laughs> it's just like you did deadpan, like delivers it. It's great. It's, it's perfect. Um, I, I, I think the, the thing that just cannot be discounted and a lot of people are saying this now, like they're really starting to notice how great of an actor he is, but Robert Pattinson really is phenomenal in this. Yeah, he was great. And I, and, and I think there's a couple of Robert Pattinson movies I need to see still. Yes, you need to see Good, Good Time. time. Yeah. That's the one you need to see. Because that guy is also doing um, Uncut Gems. Cannot wait for that film. Which I realized is wait. a uh, euphemism as well. So. <laughs> yeah, you got him soon. We got to talk about the private parts. I, I like how the Adam Sandler voice still came through a little bit in that trailer, hey, by what, the way. what are you doing? Hey, what, I'm the boss here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would have been great if somebody told me yesterday <laughs> uh yeah it's like the, the a24 is just on a roll and i'm so glad that this is one of those kind of films where it just doesn't explain everything yeah 
it leaves a lot of things open-ended. There's a lot of things that are, you know, could be taken as symbolism or like nods to different mythology Mm -hmm. at the end. I like how like it's purposely confusing you at one point. Like, wait, is the character that I'm seeing an unreliable narrator? Mm -hmm. Like, is he really not all he seems to be? Or is it really this other character that's causing all this trouble, causing all this tension? Really? Yeah, they, they both are. And that's the thing that's just so fascinating about this film. It's just, you know, to quote Shrek, not only does it have so many layers, but you could easily have like a great, conversation back and forth talking about like well i think it's this thing and i think it's that thing it's a good and thinker it is a really good thinker it that and that last shot oh yeah that Robert last Thompson. shot uh, spoilers he gets eaten alive by birds <laughs> like uh i think prometheus in greek mythology yes he's also missing an eye Robert yes. Pattinson, which is uh could be is he reincarnated as that bird and does he start the whole trail of things and who knows but I also thought too, like, could the lighthouse and just the like where they're residing in general be almost kind of like a representation of purgatory mm. too as well? Because the whole film is about temptation. Right. Right from the get go, he's tempted by the mermaid, and then he gets tempted by drinking. Um and then he gets tempted to kill. Yep. Like there's a lot of temptations that you see him go through. And I felt like there's almost just some kind of like biblical aspect there too yeah, as well. I'm sure there's like seven deadly sins built up somewhere in there too. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Very much so. But yeah, he's just a character that's like constantly tempted. Um, but I think. Th- gives into the urges. Yeah. This, this album is essentially him paying for his sins of what mm-hmm. he had done in his past life. Yeah. I love that there's a lot of imagery, too, that's just really not fully explained either as well. Yeah. Like, when he opens up the lighthouse, like, the light, and, like, it shines on him. Like, he's, like, enjoying it at first, but then all of a sudden it's like he's, like, screaming and Yeah, pain. you can't tell if he's, like, laughing or just, like, screaming or whatever yeah. it is. Exactly. I like, again, that they don't show you what's in there. I There was a lot. I know you haven't seen Eraserhead yet, but especially in the soundtrack, like Eraserhead has these lot of just like, like kind of background noise, like mm. atmospheric. And this, this movie did that a lot too with, you know, the siren blowing yeah. all the times. Oh. Yeah. And just the way the sound influenced the movie. I got a lot of Eraserhead vibes from it. Yeah. And you know, I talked about Robert Pattinson. Have to talk about Willem Dafoe, who just gives an, another powerhouse performance on his oh, yeah. end too, as well. He has some of the best lines and has some of the best comedic moments as well. Yeah, he farts quite often. Yeah, which <laughs> well, is funny because like they want these people to be gross, and it's like that's how they live. They just fart. Like, who cares? Oh yeah, every everything is gross. But I mean, that's again, I think that's kind of the the you know that plays into the story as well. Like, I don't think anything that happens in this movie is done without a purpose. No, I agree. Even Robert Pattinson masturbating. <laughs> oh, giving well. into the temptation. Yes, yep. exactly. It, it all represents something larger there. And I really haven't, I'm, I'm sure there's articles and videos on YouTube and whatnot that kind of explain these things a bit more, but I've kind of resisted the urge to look at them because I've kind of just been enjoying talking about the film and what I think is in it overall. Yeah. 
what it actually means yeah yeah it's just it's it's so fascinating like to watch from beginning to end and i never ever felt like i could look away it just felt like i don't know what's gonna happen next yeah and i love that about this film it definitely grips you oh yeah completely completely so yeah easily my favorite movie of the year that I've seen so far and probably that's not going to change. I don't know how something would top this. Like I said, this is totally, I don't know. John star Wars hasn't come out yet. Oh, I'm very excited about star Wars, but what else hasn't come out yet? Uh, lady in the tramp, right? Office box house. Let me tell you, I, I can have a good time watching those kind of movies. I really can. Um, and, I always like to leave Final Judgment until I actually see a film. Yeah, we're you actually know. seeing Star Wars opening night, so. Yeah, I am yeah. too. Oh, look at, wait, where are you going? Um, oh, jeez, I can't remember which which one. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's uh, downtown. Uh, was it Disney Springs? No, we're going to Regal. It might be a Regal, but I don't, I can't remember which one. Oh, but well, yeah, well, let's let's connect on that. We might be sitting near each other. Yeah, we might be. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm very very excited about Star Wars. I'm I'm very excited about Disney Plus too with The Mandalorian too as well. Mm. Very very pumped out. That's Boba that. Fett, right? Well, it's not Boba Fett, but it's oh. a bounty hunter type character. Okay. There's IG88 in there. What's that mean? That's that's the robot. Instagram88. There's Instagram in Star Wars now. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, that was that was is, a good dad joke. Right. That was is, good. Is that the robot voiced by uh? Oh, Takai Watiti? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm very, very excited for it because like, it's got like almost the same production values as a Star Wars movie. And it's got Werner Herzog in it. Oh, my God. Werner Herzog in a Star Wars property. That's amazing. Come on. Ugh. Isn't Jeff Garland supposed to be in one of them, too? Oh, that's the, that's the new Star Wars movie. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm, Larry. I'm pumped. Do I'm this pumped. Thing, Larry. I'm pumped. You know, I you know, I'm I'm the kind of guy who can enjoy a lot of movies. It takes a lot for me to not like a movie. Last time I paid a movie that I objectively hated was Jurassic World. Oof, I'm so sorry. Oh, that was so bad. I I did not even bother seeing the sequel. Oh, I thought I, that I was the sequel. I'm sorry. What's what was the sequel called? Well, it was Jurassic World, but then it was Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Got yeah. it. So got the it, first one that was directed by Colin Trevorrow, oh. like just his inexperience at directing big budget movies showed. I mean, he did include Jimmy Buffett grabbing Margaritaville's at Margaritaville and running away, which is the Ugh. best part of the movie. Ugh. Like, you're, you're not kidding. That probably was. Did I show you that film? This this just is a testament how bad that movie is in my in my opinion. They had a scene that was ultimately deleted, where the female lead and Chris Pratt are like, "All right, you know, in order to get past these dinosaurs, you know, uh, alive." Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard. We have to cover ourselves in the dino droppings. I'm pretty sure that was in the movie. It was. I thought it was cut from. Didn't it. they like run and poop, or she ran and poop, and Chris Pratt's like, "Oh wait, never mind." No, this is her actually taking dinosaur poop and smearing it herself on her, and then the movie also starts playing like sax erotic music. music. Yeah. yeah, I I oddly remember that. I might have showed it to you. That might have <sighs> been a clip I showed it to you. Okay. I mean, it was cut from the movie, but still, that just goes to show you 
That's what they were going to have in this thing. I mean, hey, man, don't knock it till you try it, I guess, right? <laughs> it's just, oh, that, was, that movie was so bad. It takes a lot for me to really actively dislike a movie these days. Man, I'm trying to think if I saw anything really bad. Um, It wasn't a movie, but it was a TV series. It's called Modern Love on Amazon Video. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oof. Yeah? It, like... It's just written so clunky, and like I get what they're trying to do. That it's like modern takes on love. So like, one of them is like this doorman who like treats this girl as his daughter, and just it's just it's just written terribly, and like everyone seems like a bad person, and just it doesn't make sense. And ugh, just don't don't even bother with it. Isn't that with the uh, Tina Fey and the yeah, guy she's in one of, she's in one of the episodes. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. The, those kind of shows just really don't interests me personally unless like you know i really like i don't know like the writer or something like that yeah you you can find better love stories than this one well it's just like it's also just i don't know like to to me those kind of things usually just end up being a little bit cloying they just end up being a little like i don't know we're really really gonna try and pull at the heartstrings here yeah, it does it to an extent. It's more just like, I don't know. Just, just the characters just, weren't likable? Some of them weren't likable, mm. but they're written very clunkily. I guess that's the best way to describe it. Like Clunkily? Clunkily. Like, <laughs> it's just not good. Just don't bother. Not good. Not, not good. good. Not good. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, there's plenty of other great things out there. Watch Fleabag instead. That's a great show. Uh, I, I, that's on the list. Yeah. That's on the list. So... But yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad we talked about The Lighthouse because honestly, I feel like I could talk about that for like days and days to come. I really, really could. And I definitely want to get the soundtrack on vinyl too as well. Be fun. I think it would be like worth it for me if I need some like late night creepy music. Yeah, if you don't need to fall asleep anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, you know. Like you need to stay up for some reason. You need some insomnia, or I need to start having some nightmares. You know, yeah. You start listening to that. Perfect. <laughs> Dreams and mermaids. Good stuff, man. All hey, right, friends. I always enjoy these little chats with you. Yeah, afterwards. just a quick little improv and prop too. Yeah, nothing, know. nothing, nothing too formal. Yeah, a little fine. Want a little extra content for you folks because you know, life is busy. Yes, it is busy. I'm, and it's plus, it's good for us because we get to catch up too as well. That's right. Let's cheers to that. Cheers, cheers to, to that, that, sir. Mm. Thank you. Alrighty, friends. All right, sir. This is, this has been fun. Yeah. Check us out, g4dpodcast.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all that jazz. Yep. And all that jazz. <laughs> Why just you spill your beans? What? Caffeine induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4D podcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.